0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. I want you to open. Who brought their Bibles? Who's got their Bible with them? Open your Bible. Who's got their Bible on an iPhone or iPad or iLid or something? I don't know. Get your Bible out. Maybe you've got a stolen Gideon with you. Grab that. If, uh, if you haven't, you can look to the screen. I'm going to read a couple of verses. I'm not going to preach for long. But uh, but I'm going to read a couple of verses um, in Matthew 20. And uh, we're going to go from verse uh, 20, verse 20. I'll read a few and skip a little bit and then read some more. It says, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons. This is the mother of James and John. Comes to Jesus. And uh, he says, Kneeling down, she knelt down, asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left in your kingdom. Now let me explain to you what is was happening here. Everybody had these different ideas of what Jesus was there to do. Everyone had different they all had this idea that Jesus was coming to restore people, to set up his his kingdom. So there's always there was Different conversations that the disciples had about who was gonna who was gonna sit beside Jesus, what roles they were gonna have when Jesus was gonna be the king and when he was gonna overthrow the Roman Empire and Jesus was gonna sit on the throne. Those that were around him, the disciples would often talk about what role they would have. They were all about what position they were gonna get. And in this this story that we 're reading about two of their mums, James and John, you know it 's embarrassing when your mum steps in for you their mum their mum shows up and and she she goes up to him and she says' oh, i 've got a request that that in your kingdom can my my sons can my boys sit on the left and the right? Can my boys have a position of authority in your kingdom? can they have so to speak, a crown in your kingdom? Can they, can they be up there with you? We know that James, John and Peter were the ones that were the closest to Jesus. So this mum goes and makes this, this sort of funny request. She said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one in your right hand and one in your left hand, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered her, Jesus answered and said, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and be baptised with the baptism that I'm baptised with. What, he's, what Jesus is basically saying, He's He says, do you know the cost of what it is that you're asking? He says, I know that you want to be in the position of victory. I know you're asking to be in the position of kingship and the position of authority and the position of... Of victory, but what, what Jesus is, is really saying is, you don't really understand what you ask because if you understood, you would know that to be in that position of victory, in that position of rulership and authority, there's a price attached to it. And I've found that more and more nowadays we have people that that they want to walk in the greatness, but don't want to pay the price. It takes to walk in the greatness. We want. He's talking about the price. He refers to it as being a cup. He says, you don't understand this cup. Do you understand the cup that I'm going to have to drink? You don't understand the cup. See, we have people that they want the crown, but they don't want to drink the cup. They want the, the victory of being blessed, they want the, the 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 awesomeness and the and the glory of living a blessed life, but they don't want to drink the cup of giving and generosity. They want to have they want to have the fruitfulness of and the favour of a blessed marriage, but they don't want to drink the cup of journeying through some challenges. In your marriage, people want to have a blessed marriage, but then when it comes to having to drink the cup of just working through some issues and talking through some challenges and swallowing your pride, no one wants to drink that cup. We've created a society where things get tough, we just check out. We've created a society that we want something, we want things now, and we, we don't want to pay the price. We've, we've created this, this culture. Well, we just, we want the glory now. We want the results now. Quick fix. You know what I'm talking about? I, I, I like to go to the gym. I know you can't tell, but just roll with me. I live by faith, not by sight. I like to go to the gym and I like, as best I can, I like to eat good. Do you know that the... Weight loss industry in America is a $60 billion industry. Do you know that the weight loss industry is so often the money that's poured into the weight loss industry is all surrounding the culture and the idea that we want to look good now. Now. We don't want to pay the price. You know what I'm talking about. We don't want to pay the price of having to journey it through. If you're like me and you're going to talk to someone and talk to a personal trainer, it's just one question. How long is it going to take? Can we fast track this? I like to eat good. I like to, I like to work out. Well, I shouldn't say I like to eat good. I like to, I like to think that I'm healthy. I like to, but we all have, you know, we all have those, you have those weak moments. How many enjoyed Thanksgiving? Praise Jesus. Let's. But after Thanksgiving, we all get so motivated. We want to go and we want to eat well and we want to go to the gym. But so often understand that if we want to look good and we want to be in shape and we want to be fit and we want to be healthy, how many know we're gonna, it's going to cost you something to get there? But we've created, we have this this society where people people don't want to actually pay the price in order to get what we want to get. We want a crown. We want to wear the crown of living a blessed life. But we don't want to drink the cup of just simply learning what it is to resist temptation. Too often we are so easy to quick and quick to give in to temptation. We want to be someone that, that walks in authority. We want to be people that carry an anointing and carry an authority on us. We want to wear that crown, but we don't want to drink the cup. Of having to do the day-to-day journey of making a decision. You know what? I'm going to live right. Purity in your private life will be power in your public life. When we make a decision to say, you know what, I know that God has called me to do great things and in order for me to get there, I've got to pay a price now. I've got to get in my Word daily now. I've got to live a prayerful life now. I've got to be a praiser. I've got to be a worshipper now. It's the, it's the challenges of, of drinking the cup as you look through, through the Bible and in And in Scripture, we often see different stories of different scenarios. You know the scenario when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. And you know the story in Jesus is in the garden. He's about to go to the cross and he prays this powerful prayer. He says to the Lord, he says to God as he's praying, he says, if this cup could pass from me. Basically what he's saying, he says, the price The cup here represents a price that I have to pay right now. But what he's saying is my flesh, my flesh doesn't want to pay this price. This is such a powerful moment in Scripture because this is a moment where we see the Son of God, but we get to see a glimpse of of the battle in His flesh. Our spirit wants that crown. Our flesh doesn't want to drink the cup. And we see this battle that Jesus has with Jesus he says, you know what, my flesh doesn't want to do this. How you handle the cups today will determine the crowns that you wear tomorrow. How you handle the challenges that come your way, how you deal with the, the cups that you got to drink. These cups represent difficult times and challenging times. Sometimes cups that we have to drink are just life. It's just, it's just journeying through life. It's just the challenges of life. But how we deal with those cups today will determine the crowns that we wear tomorrow. Are you someone that constantly resists the cup that is being served to you right now? Are you someone that constantly pushes it aside and constant? or is, are you someone that says, you know what? I just got to grind through this in faith. It's not something I like to do. It's not something I want to do, but I'm making a decision in this moment now that I'm going to pay this price that I need to pay now in order to walk in the victory that God has called me to walk in tomorrow. There's something. There's something about drinking the cup that grows our faith and, and grows our spirit. But it's, it's not one of those things that we like to talk about much. In Revelation, we hear in Revelation 19, it talks about the cups. It talks about, sorry, the crowns that Christ will wear. But Christ doesn't not, does, did not wear the crowns. That he, was, that he wore that we read about in Revelation until he first drank from the cup in the garden of Gethsemane. So often we spend our life resisting different cups, getting upset, getting angry. What you do now will determine what you walk in tomorrow. You can cause, you can allow a cup that's in front of you to cause you to be resentful. You can allow a cup that's in front of you that you don't want to drink, that that you you, you don't deserve, that you just got to grind through. You just got to walk through and you can allow that to build resentment in your heart, to harden your heart. Or you can drink that cup and say, you know what, it's just temporary. It's just a season right now. Cups, different cups that we go through, they can just be simply a season that we journey through. In Job, you know the story of Job, dude had so many different challenges that he went through. Bible says that if you look at it, but the Bible says that he, in one day he lost his children, in one day he had to drink some cups and one day he lost his livestock. The Bible says that he was a wealthy man, he was a blessed man. But all of it got taken from him. His wife turned on him, she wasn't supporting him. All of these things got taken from him in a moment. But Job 8 verse 7 says, your latter days will be greater than your beginning dependent on how you deal with this cup. I love the story of Job. I remember the first time I read the story of Job. If you just read that story at the start, it's very depressing. Dude's just getting beat down, beat down. And then his buddies around him, They're not stirring him on. They're telling him to give up. His own wife is telling him to give up. But I love what Job says. He says, Yet he may slay me, but yet will I praise him. Job is saying, even though this is the cup that I'm dealing with right now, even though this is the cup that I'm walking through right now, I'm not going to let this cup cause me to turn on my God. I'm going to continue to declare the goodness of God. And the faithfulness of God, I'm not going to let this cup steal my joy and steal my faith. In Judges 7, there's a, there's a great story of Gideon. You know the story of Gideon with his, with his 300. And you know the story of how they chose, how God was talking with Gideon about how he was going to choose the 300 men that he was going to go and fight with. And the, Bible says that, the Bible says that God said to Gideon, He said, take all these dudes down to the river take them down to the river and, and let them drink from the river. And if you know the story, what happens is there are two groups of men. The men are separated into two groups. The Bible says, God said to Gideon, he said, look for the men, the men that stoop down just a little and take a scoop of water and bring bring it, if you like a cup out of their hand, bring it to their mouth and drink it. As opposed to the ones that are gonna get on both knees and, and drink directly from the water just with their face in the water god said to him choose those ones that bring the water up to their mouth when they drink what was he saying he was it was separating those that were consumed with what they were drinking at the time because the ones that were bringing the water up those were the ones that had one eye on what they were doing but we're also looking out to what was going on around them. See, if you want to be used by God, you have to be someone that says, even though this is what I'm going through right now, I'm not going to let what I'm going through right now consume me so that I cannot see the great things that God has in store for me in the future. Even though this is the cup that I've got to drink from right now, see, too many times we allow the cups we're drinking from to consume our world. You're going through a situation with your family and that is all that you can see. You've got to be someone that, yes, drink the cup, but just drink the cup and have one eye on what you've got to deal with there. And another eye, the Bible says that Isaiah said, look to the hills from where my help comes from. You've got to walk through that situation you're walking through, but have one eye of faith on the hills, knowing that this is just a temporary thing. This cup's going to be over and it's going to lead me to a crown that God has for me in the future. Don't let, don't let the cups... Don't let the cups consume you. Don't let the cups be the only thing that you see. Don't let the cup that's in front of you be the thing that drains your faith and saps your energy and gets you down and gets you beat. I love the story of Paul. When Paul was in prison in Acts 26, Paul says to King Agrippa, he says, I, I'm in prison, but he says, I think myself happy. Come on, that'll stir you, if anything. I'm in prison, I'm going through, this is the cup right now, but I'm not gonna allow this cup that's in front of me dictate to me how I'm gonna feel and how I'm gonna respond. You know what? I'm just gonna think myself happy. Come on, someone here needs to just say, you know what? I'm just gonna think myself blessed. I'm gonna think myself victorious. I'm gonna think myself walking in the fullness of what God has for me and not let a cup not let the cup get you down. The cup is just a part. It's a part of the process. It's a part of the journey. There's something about a cup that will grow your faith. But you cannot allow yourself different people at times that will pray with different people. And I said, will you pray with me? And, and, and as you're praying, it's, it's, sometimes you get that feeling when someone is completely consumed by the cup that they're dealing with at that time. you got to let the Lord come in. See, your flesh will focus on your cup, but your spirit sees the crown. You're something And there's something weird, you can't, you can't explain it. Your flesh might have be dealing with a cup, but, but when your spirit, all you need to get through a difficult time is your spirit to just get a slight glimpse of the crown. And when your spirit gets a, gets a glimpse of the crown, Man, that'll stir you. That'll power you on. You'll be going through a difficult situation. But right through all of that darkness on the other side, there's just a little glimmer of light and a glimmer of hope. And your spirit, it'll grab a hold of that and say, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm heading. That's where I'm walking towards. A cup, it can cause you to feel like you're in a dark, a dark situation. Something great about dark situations is you need to know that you serve a God who works best in the dark. Do you know that the sun, God created the earth. The sun was not created until the fourth day. You serve a God who works great in the dark. He brought the Egyptians out of, He brought the Israelites out of Egypt, the Bible says, in the midnight. When Gideon won that battle, it happened in the midnight hour. You need to know that even though it's a dark situation, God's got like this x-ray vision in the dark. He knows exactly what's going on. Even though you cannot see it, you trust in Him and He'll walk you through. Don't let the cup and the darkness consume your world because there's something great on the other side. He's not letting... Don't let the cup steal the joy of the crown that God has for you. Just going through cup seasons. Tell someone beside you, it's just a cup. It's just, it's just a cup. I know, it's, I know it's difficult. I know it's hard. Businessman, I know you're walking through it. But let me tell you something, it's just a cup. And every time, every time you drink a cup, a new crown is set up for you on the other side. Every time you walk through, you ever heard that new levels, new devils? If you wanna go to a new level, you want a new level of crown, a new level of blessing, you better know the enemy's coming after you. He knows, I always say this, the enemy always attacks those things that are of greatest threat to him. So if the enemy's coming after you, you need to get excited knowing there must be a big crown in front of me because of what I'm facing right now. You need to get excited. Take it as a compliment. Say thank you devil for bringing something against me because that shows me that you think I'm something worth fighting against and you better know I'm coming after you and you better know I'm going for the crown that God has for me. Don't let it get you down when you face a few devils. I say to people if you don't face a devil all the time then maybe you're walking in the same direction as he is. When you're going against Him, you're going to face Him sometimes. But don't let that cup get you down. Stir your faith and say, man, He's pushing me a bit. He's shoving me a bit. He's getting in my face a bit because He sees what's in you. He sees what's on your life. He sees what your spirit is starting to grab a hold of. When your spirit starts to grab a hold of the crown. When your spirit, spirit, your spirit sees different to your flesh spirit has the ability to look in darkness and see light. I love the story of Jesus. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, it said that he came down and he moved the stone. He said, roll the stone away. And back in the day, it was a dark tomb. And I love the picture of Jesus walking to the face of a dark tomb, looking straight into darkness. And Jesus spoke to the darkness If you wanna walk in what God has for your life and you wanna see the victory of a crown, you gotta know what it is to talk to darkness. You gotta know what it is to get a spirit inside of you that'll look in darkness and call life out of a dark, desperate situation and say, I'm not gonna let this darkness... Pull my faith down. My God is bigger. My God is able. He is stronger. I know I'm preaching to someone here that needs to know what it is to reach down into darkness and say, Life, come out of here. Come out of this family. Come out of this business. Come out of this sickness. Your God is able, and there's a crown for you on the other side of this cup. It's knowing what it is to be led. We've got to be people that are spirit led. But if you want to live Spirit-led, you've got to be Spirit-fed. You, wanna let, you want your Spirit to lead you, you've got to feed that thing. So many people, they're led by their flesh. Why every time you face a cup, do you go into depression? Why every time do you face a cup, do you go into despair? Why every time do you face a cup, you start throwing your hands in the air and you get crazy? Because your flesh is leading you. Because your flesh is fed, your flesh is getting fed every single moment of the day, whether you like it or not, because we live in a fallen world. You wake up in the morning, you watch the news, your flesh starts getting fed with fear. I'm not preaching against watching the news, but what I'm saying is, you need to make sure that you feed your spirit more than your flesh. You've heard me talk about it before, but there's the difference. There's a difference between fact and truth. Fact is what's in front of you. Truth is lined up with the Word of God. And it's all good to watch the news and do all that. That's all fact. And I believe in being knowledgeable. But I do not live my life based on what's in front of me in the natural. I live my life based on the Word of God. And I walk and I let truth Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm not going to let the media walk me down a road of fear, a road of doubt, a road of it's all falling apart. I'm going to let the Word of God guide me into truth, guide me into victory, that God's greatest days are ahead of us, that He's got great things in front of me and I'm walking into a crown that God has for me. You've got to be Spirit-led. Make a decision to say, so many of you, you want to live by the Spirit, but your Spirit is not strong enough. So when the battle comes, when the flesh comes against the Spirit, the flesh wins every time. It's like a little guy coming up against a big guy in a fight. Who's going to win the big guy? Unless the little guy knows how to roll, but for the most part. (laughs) You you've got to make a decision. I'm going to feed my Spirit. When I don't feel like it, I'm going to get up and I'm just going to read that Word. I'm going to get the Word in me. I'm going to listen to that worship. Grow your spirit so when the cup comes, the cup won't knock you over. You drink that thing and move on to the crown. You'll go through that one and then move on to the next one. And then you, walk, you step into what God has for you. I'm getting ready to close. Are you getting something out of this? Genesis 44 tells us, tells us a story of Joseph. And if you know the story, Joseph had his brothers. And the Bible says, if you know the story of the Joseph member, was sold by his brothers into slavery and Joseph ended up becoming, he was under the Pharaoh of the time. who was basically the king over that whole region. But then the story goes that Joseph's brothers, years had passed and Joseph's brothers came to meet with Joseph, they didn't know that it was their brother Joseph. For years had gone past, and Joseph had been given this great position of power and this great position of authority. And the brothers came up to Joseph, and they were they were meeting with, with Joseph to buy some grain because you know the story. Joseph was was favored and and had was overseeing all of the grain distribution of food for the region and for the area. And they came and they, they came to meet with, with Joseph to get the, the, the grain. And, and the Bible says, if you know the story, I'm, I'm summarising it quickly, but basically what happens after they met with Joseph and, and they'd gone back home and come back again, basically what happens in the story is Joseph sends them away. But the story says that Joseph, he took his cup and the Bible says that in their sacks of grain, That the brothers were given from Joseph. Joseph took the cup, one of his cups from from the from from the palace and and buried the cup in the middle of the grain. And if you know the story, it's an interesting story because the brothers leave and then the king's the king's men come down and they, they run down the brothers and they say, You've stolen. And they say, we didn't steal, we didn't steal anything. And they said, let's check your bags. And what happens is they open the grain, they walked away with this blessing and they walked away with this grain and this favour. But then right in the middle of all of the blessing, right in the middle of all of the favour and the prosperity that they just received, there was this cup. This represents, I think, to us those moments where we leave, we get so pumped for God. We get so excited at what God is doing. We leave Free Chapel one Sunday and we get excited at what God has for the future and, and God blesses you. You, you. you get a spouse, you find the person that God's called you to marry and then you get married and then all of a sudden in the middle of the grain you find a cup. All of a sudden you've got to work through some challenges. You get excited, you go to start a new business and you get pumped and you get some investors and you got some great ideas and, and you're ready go through it and you got the blessing. But then right in the middle of all of the blessing, there's a cup. You get pumped for God, you're part of a great church, you're excited for what God has for you, you get Vision, You get dream for your life. You get stirred for the future. But then in the middle, there's a cup. But look at what happens in this story. The Bible says that when he found, when he found the cup, it was because of the cup that he found. That the Bible says that they went back. They had to go back to the king when they found the cup. The moment they found that cup in the middle of their blessing, the moment they found the cup, it took them back to the King. And when they went back to the King, who was their brother, but they didn't know it until that time, it was when they went back the second time after finding the cup, that that's when the true identity of who Joseph was, was truly revealed to them. But it wasn't until they had seen the cup. See, what this says to us, there's something about having to receive a cup and walk through a cup that'll take you back to the presence of God. There's something about a challenge in a cup that'll take you back. See, you'll get a greater when they went back to the presence of the King. That was when they got that revelation of who Joseph really was. See, when you take the cup and the cup will cause you to go back to the presence of God, that's when you'll have your greatest revelations of who God is. You won't get a revelation of God as your healer until you've got to drink that cup of going through some challenges in your life. You won't get to have that revelation of God as your counsellor, as your provider until you've had to drink the cup of some challenges. It's the cup. It'll take us back to the presence of God. What is it about difficult times? What is it about tough times? It's tough times that teach us what prayer is. Praise isn't praise until you've got to praise in a difficult time. Praise when you're just praising because you feel like it, that's just singing a song. But when you praise in a tough time, when you praise when your flesh doesn't feel like it, when you praise on those days where you barely even made it to church, when you praise on those moments where every part of your being wants to just give up, but you still make a decision like Job said, what I said earlier, that yet He may slay me, yet will I praise Him. That's in those moments, that's where you learn what real praise is about. That's where you'll get a revelation of what it means to praise your God and trust in your God. It's the, the journey, the journey of walking, of walking through a cup season. And I'm done preaching, but I don't know who's here today and I don't know who's going through some challenges. I don't know who's facing you feel like you've got, there's some cups that you're dealing with, there's some cups that you're facing right now in your life. But you need to know that on the other, on the, on the other side of every cup, there's a crown. On the other side of every challenge that you walk through, on the other side of every difficulty that you face, and our keys can come, we're going to finish this. But on the other side of every challenge, but it's all dependent on how you respond to the cup. It's all dependent on that. How are you responding to the cup that's in front of you? Has it caused you to get resentful? Something about a cup that can stir your faith. There's something about a cup. Some of you, the challenge is you've been so consumed with the cup that you've forgotten that there's a crown. Isn't it funny? It's almost like I find the moment you finish one cup and a crown, there seems to be another cup and then another crown and then another cup. That's how life works. That's how God grows our faith. We were singing about it before, from glory to glory. But in order for you to walk in the crowns that God has for you, sometimes we've got to make a decision to say, you know what, I'm not gonna let this cup consume me right now. I don't know what you're dealing with, if it's a family situation, if it's a marriage situation or a financial thing that's going on in your business. But I wanna tell you, it's just a cup. It's just a part of the season. Now, some of you immediately, when I said that, you thought, yeah, but this has been going on forever. Yeah, but I don't know what the future is gonna look like. I don't know how it's gonna work out. Guess what? That's the recipe for a miracle. That's the recipe. The recipe for a miracle is hopelessness. Can't see how it's gonna work out. God says, you want me to do a miracle? Give me some hopelessness. Give me, God says, don't give me a good situation because that's that doesn't need a miracle. God says, give me something that makes no sense to you because my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Give me something hopeless. Give me something broken. Give me something full of despair. Give me something that's got no future ahead of it. Give me something that you say you got no possible way it can work out. And then just put in one drop of faith. Put in a drop of faith and God will start to stir it. And God will serve you up the greatest miracle that you've ever seen in your life. I believe this tonight for someone. You're about to receive the greatest miracle that God has for you. You're about to receive the greatest crown that God has in store for you. But it's going to take someone that says, you know what? This cup's not going to consume me. I'm not gonna let it beat me. I'm not gonna let it hold me down. I'm not gonna let it keep me back. I'm gonna allow it to stir my faith so that I can walk in everything that God has for me. Come on, if someone believes it, give God praise. I want everyone here to stand to their feet right across this room. Raise your hands right across this room. If you're dealing with a cup, right now. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.